man. Thank you, Marcia, for that. Uh, once again, good morning, all. Before I even get into it, um, last week there was a bit of a problem with the sound of uh, coming from where I am. So please let me know if you can hear me okay. If the volume is low, because I believe it was low last time. If you can get a thumbs up from someone or just to let me know if it sounds okay. If not, I'll, I'll have to listen. Loud and clear. That's good. It's morning. Fantastic. That's great. Okay. Thank you all. Once again, good morning, everyone. Marcia has already given all the, the, the welcome and the good mornings, but please let me echo good morning to every single person who's joining us online. Um, welcome. Just looking down at the list. Um, it's great to have you all online, Sajadiel. Um, welcome, Daphne. Uh, Lyndon, good to see you online, my friend. Um, Brian, um, Ruggie, Paula, Sam and Peter, great to see you. Uh, Ryan, lovely to see you, my family. Uh, Any, Shirley, Sandy, my mum. All of you guys, welcome, wonderful welcome. And to everybody else, our usual guests, lovely to see you and have you online again and join us with us this morning. Um, this morning, um, again, before I go into the word, I just want to thank those who helped with the, the service this morning. Really great to uh, receive a time of prayer from Lynette, uh, Marcy of the Coordination, bless you. Um, the time of worship with uh, Mel and the team, it was great to see you guys in your new venue uh, worshipping. I mean, that was a taste of for us, really, when we eventually do go back to um, our building, um, us coming together. But just to say as well, even when we do go back, our online presence will still continue. So those of us, those of you who are joining us from different places, um, we will still have an online presence uh, when we go back. Obviously, the lockdown is due to, to end at some stage soon and the, the restrictions are being eased. So we will let everyone know at some point uh, when these changes will, will take place. But everything online will remain the same. So we look forward to that as well. So yeah, so once again, thank you, everyone. Oli as well with the communion. Thank you for that also. So... Right now, um, I want to pray um, and get into the word that I shared, uh, continue to share the word that I shared last week. But let me pray and then I'll, I'll, give, I'll do a recap and then I'll go straight into the word. So let's pray. Father, I thank you for the privilege and honour that it is to just spend time with you in your presence this morning. Lord, I bring every single person who is listening online. I pray that, Lord, as the word comes, that you will speak to our hearts, that you will draw us close to you. You will help us to understand more of who we are in you and help us oh God to really hear when you speak to us so that our lives to be directed by you so Lord we thank you this morning we pray that you'll have your way and you will help us we give you thanks and praise in Jesus name amen amen okay so really for the benefit of those who were not here last week when I shared this word I'm going to continue from where I left off uh, from last week but the title of this word that I was sharing last week was called kingdom disciple being led by the Holy Spirit. And what I was saying is that as a believer of Christ, every single one of us that, that is a believer of Christ, that has a relationship with God. Firstly, you are a kingdom disciple. You are a disciple of Jesus. And as a disciple of Jesus, we are to be led by the Holy Spirit. God's Spirit, the, Spirit, the Holy Spirit, lives in every single person who is a believer, who is a child of God. If you are in relationship with God and you are saved, then the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. And as a result of the Holy Spirit living inside of you, the Holy Spirit wants to lead and direct you as you live your life. And as I was going into this word, I shared uh, various things in relation to being led by the Holy Spirit. One of the things I mentioned was that it's so important as a child of God to be in obedience 
to when the Holy Spirit speaks to us and he speaks to us in different ways. And one of the things I was saying is that the, the more time that we spend speaking to God in prayer, the more time that we spend praying and listening to how God speaks to us, he speaks to us in many different ways. And I'll get into that as we go into this word. The more time that we use to read the word and allow the word of God to do a, do a work in us and to change us and to, to just to understand more about God and who he is. The more we do that, the more we can hear and understand when the Holy Spirit speaks to us and to be led by him. So we spoke about the importance of being led by the Holy Spirit. You know, we live in a world where there are many things around us that are designed to deceive us for different reasons. You know, the devil exists, whether you believe in him or not, he exists. And his plan is to stop you from knowing God and to cause you that when, when you eventually leave this earth, he wants to ensure that you spend eternity in hell. And that is not God's will for any single person. But as we are led by the Holy Spirit in this life, and as we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us and direct us, any deception that the enemy tries to bring will be exposed because the Holy Spirit is revealing and opening our eyes to see things that we need to see. Hence why it's so important that in the way that we live our life, in the way that you live your life, that you are led by the Holy Spirit. It's so easy to be led by yourself, to be led by your feelings, to be led by your emotions, to be led by information. You know, we live in the information age where you see things on, on, on social media or uh, on, on television or whatever it is. And as soon as we see or we hear something, we either believe it straight away or whatever we've heard seems to influence how we live and what we do. But the Bible says a lot of things about how we should internalize things. And I'm going to go into that. But the key is that the Holy Spirit is what should be leading and influencing us. Things around us shouldn't be the one that is, that is primarily leading us. But it's the, thing, it's the leading of the Holy Spirit that should be directing us and governing what we do, how we respond to things, what decisions that we make, how we live our lives. The Holy Spirit is the one that wants to lead your life. And if you allow him, he will lead and direct your life. And that's the key, because the Holy Spirit is God living inside of us. But remember this important thing about the Holy Spirit is that he will not override your will. If you don't want to do something, the Holy Spirit is not going to force you to do anything. And it's very clear, the word says that God has given us free will. We choose what, we, what it is that we want to do. But I'm encouraging you to choose to listen to the Holy Spirit because there is nothing that the Holy Spirit would tell you or lead you to do that will not but bless and benefit your life. But if you choose to live and decide to do the things that you want to do, ultimately just you, outside of the Holy Spirit, then whatever may come from that is, is really just in your hands. So I'm encouraging you through this word to be led by the Holy Spirit. There's some scriptures that we read and I just want to quickly read them. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12. It says, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Proverbs 16, 25, similar scripture says this, there is a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. Now, what I said about this scripture when I shared last week was that the reference to death in this scripture 
saying that there's a way that to us it seems right, it seems good, but its end leads to death. That reference to death could be literal. So it could mean that you could do something and, and its end, it looks okay, but its end can actually kill you. But then on the other side, it, it could be um, symbolic or metaphorical. So there are ways that things that we do that again look okay on the outside, it looks, looks like it's a brilliant thing to do. But at the end, it's death in terms of that it's fruitless. There's no life with it. It's as though um, it's barren. So this is an example of how we need to be led by the Holy Spirit so that we do not fall foul to such a category. And the reality is that for many of us, and I said this last week, that there are ways, there are plans, there are things that we are doing in our mind, there are decisions that we are making right now that appear to be okay. They appear to be good. But its end is fruitless. Its end has no meaning. Its end is, 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 is it has a, an end that is almost like it's a waste of time. And my prayer that as we go through this word, that God will, be, will begin to reveal things to us that may come into that category. That is that where the end of it is fruitless, where the end of it is hopeless. That the Holy Spirit will open your eyes to see these things and make the necessary changes that we need to make. Because the only way that we can ensure that all the ways that you have are approved by God is really being, but is being led by the Holy Spirit. All right. So that's an introduction, kind of a recap of what I shared last week. So I'm going to go straight into uh, to continue from where I left off. Okay. So as a child of God, as a believer, okay, you and I are believers of God. Okay, we are believers of Jesus as our Lord and Savior. If you want God to be in control of your life, okay, first and foremost, we 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 believe in Him, we trust in Him, we look to Him in all that we are doing. Okay. But if on the contrary, if you want to be in control of your own life and you don't really want God to be in control of your life, then you're saying that really that you are a law unto yourself. And indirectly, you're telling God that you don't need him. Now, the child of God, you know, as, an, as a believer of God, that's not something else we should be saying to the Lord. But we can say that to him without words. We can say that to him by how we live. We can say, Lord, I believe you, I trust you, I want to live for you. I want to be led by your Holy Spirit. But then when we are living our lives on a day-to-day -day basis, we don't even involve him in what we're doing. We make our own decisions. We don't try to listen or consult the Holy Spirit. We don't speak to maybe different ones who are believers and maybe get their uh, guidance on certain things. We don't pray and ask the Lord to involve him in what we're doing. We just do. And that is a way of demonstrating that the Holy Spirit is not leading our lives. So my goal, or one of my goals from this message, is that by the end of this series of being led by the Holy Spirit as a kingdom disciple, that you will be deliberate to start living your life led by the Holy Spirit. Another goal is that through, through this teaching, that you will know when and how the Holy Spirit speaks to you. And importantly, you will learn to obey the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Now, it is... I would say is wisdom to obey the Holy Spirit. In order for, and in order for us to receive God's wisdom, the Bible makes it very clear. All we have to do is ask. You know, wisdom and be led by the Holy Spirit. They walk hand in hand. And God wants to give us wisdom in order for us to ensure that we're led by the Holy Spirit. 
There's a foundational scripture here in James chapter one, verse five. It says this, it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to him. God wants to give you wisdom, his wisdom. And all you need to do is ask him in any situation, Lord, give me your wisdom. And you believe that you received it and then you apply the wisdom that God has given to you. Now see the different types of wisdom in this world, but godly wisdom has a very clear end product. And that's written in James chapter three, verse 17. When you apply godly wisdom, let's read what it says. It said the wisdom that comes from heaven or the wisdom that comes from God is first of all pure, then peace loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, good fruit, it's impartial and it's sincere. These are the fruits of when you apply wisdom, godly wisdom. Now see, being led by the Holy Spirit, which is the topic what we're talking about today, that has a similar end product as godly wisdom. And being led by the Holy Spirit. So godly wisdom and being led by the Holy Spirit, they walk hand in hand. If you want to be led by the Holy Spirit, God will allow you to, to live according to the wisdom that he has given to us. Because being led by the Holy Spirit and applying godly wisdom, it will bless every part of your life. It will bring you healing if you need healing. It will protect you from harm. If you're led by the Holy Spirit, it will restore any broken relationships that you have, be it in your marriage, in your family, in your business. Being led by the Holy Spirit and applying Godly wisdom, it will maximize your income and your finances. God will bring increase and a blessing to your income. It will cause you to excel in your work or in your business. So the list is endless. But as we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us and his wisdom to work through us, there will be a, a, an absolute transformation and blessing upon your life. You know, there are times when the Holy Spirit may speak to us or impress something on you. And he may ask you to do something or maybe um, you're going to do something and he may impress to you that you shouldn't do something for whatever reason. And it may go against your natural uh, intellect, your intellect being your soul. And I'll speak a bit more about that, about that later. So you may be impressed by the Holy Spirit to do something. He may show to you to do something that goes against maybe the way that you would normally think. But once you obey what he's saying to you, I'm telling you, you will never regret. Over time, you will see the benefit of that very thing. I'll give you an example of this. You know, there are examples in the Old Testament where uh, the prophets um, were given words. God would say to them, go to different people and tell them this. And sometimes the instructions that God gave to them were very negative instructions. God will go and tell uh, some of the prophets to go to a group of people, his own, to his own uh, God's people and tell them, that because of the way that they are living that God is going to bring certain things upon them that are negative 
Now, the prophet wouldn't want to go and give those messages because he knows that those messages are not going to re be received very well. But if you read through these uh, um, prophetic uh, scriptures in Jeremiah, in Ezekiel, etc., you will see that all these prophets, even though the words that they were given at time to share were negative, and at times they were even attacked because they shared these messages, they still obeyed what the Lord said to them. And by obeying, God's will was done. And that's an example for us to ensure that we obey the leading of the Holy Spirit and what we're doing. But let's look at some other scriptures and then let's get into this a bit more. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Again, and these, these again are foundational scriptures that we're going to look at as a basis for, which, for what I'm sharing today. Romans 8, 14 says, For as many as are led by the Holy Spirit, they are the sons of God. For as many as are led by the Holy Spirit, they are the sons of God. If you are led by the Holy Spirit, God is affirming you as his son because you are being led by the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 16 said, The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. This is a very important scripture. I'll repeat it again. The Spirit itself is in the Holy Spirit, bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Now see, it mentions spirit in two ways, the Holy Spirit and then our spirit. The Holy Spirit, as I mentioned before, is, God's, is God living inside of us. He's the Holy Spirit living inside of us. But then it mentions our spirit, which is our human spirit. Every single person, every one of us has a spirit and your spirit really is your conscience. Your conscience is the part of you that interprets right from wrong. Um, it demonstrates, it shows to you what, what may convict you, what makes you feel guilty, what makes you uh, um, um, decide if you're happy with something or not, etc. That's your conscience. And that's your human spirit. And every single person has a, a human spirit. So what happens is when you become saved, you become a, a, a believer of Christ. What happens is that the Holy Spirit now begins to influence your human spirit. And what happens is that your, your spirit now begins to bear witness, as the scripture says, to the things of God. So where, for example, you may previously, your, your human spirit, you did things, let's say you, I don't know, you, you know, maybe you apply for jobs, but you always put, your, you know, you lied about your application. You put different things on your, in, on your, on your CV, that qualification that you never had before, and you always did that. You apply for jobs and etc. Maybe, maybe even got jobs as a result of it. But your human spirit wasn't bothered by it. You did it; it was okay, because your conscience, your human spirit, that for you it was okay. But then, when you became saved, you became born again, because the Holy Spirit came upon your human spirit. <clears throat> and began to influence that part of you, your conscience. From that point forward, when you apply for jobs, you realize that actually, ah, no, no, you know what? I, I can't be sending out this, uh, these applications without those things on my CV anymore. You're now convicted to change it. That's how the Holy Spirit bears witness to your spirit. And that's what that scripture is saying, where it says that the spirit itself bears witness with our spirit. 
And that's how the Holy Spirit works. He influences our human spirit, your conscience. Proverbs 20, 27 says, the spirit of, the, of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. The spirit of man is the candle of God. See, as a child of God, as a Christian, you should, be, you should expect to be led by the Holy Spirit. You know, that same scripture that I read about the spirit of man is the, is the candle of God. It's like it's saying this, that the spirit of man, your human, human spirit, is like the light bulb of God. It brings guidance. It enlightens your life. In other words, the Holy Spirit will, will reveal things to you because the spirit of man your human spirit, influenced by the Holy Spirit, will bring guidance. He will bring direction to you, as long as we are in a position to hear and to see the things the Holy Spirit is saying to us. And I said we'll get into that at some point. However, many times, unfortunately, we seek guidance by other means, other than the way that God is showing to us. And when we do so, that is when we end up running the risk being in trouble doing things that we shouldn't be doing you know sometimes we judge how god is speaking to us by focusing on our on our, on our physical senses but nowhere in the scripture does the, does the bible talk about that we should be led by our physical senses as such when god speaks the bible doesn't talk about us being directed by our, think, by our, our mental thinking when it comes to the Holy Spirit speaking. But the Bible does say that the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, the light bulb, the guidance of the Lord. God will guide each and every one of us through the Holy Spirit, through our spirits, our human spirits. As I said, he will influence our human spirit through the Holy Spirit. Now, again, I mentioned before when I spoke about it last week, some of, some of the things I'm going to be sharing, some of you may know. Um, some of you uh, may be hearing these things for the first time. But again, what I was saying before that this, what, this word that I'm sharing, it's, it's an equipping teaching. The whole point is to equip each and every one of us to be in a position to uh, daily live a life where we are led by the Holy Spirit and to remind us how the Holy Spirit leads us. So before we can understand how God leads us through his Holy Spirit, we need to understand the very nature of man, of ourselves. The very nature of your own personal ways. It's good to understand that man, you and I, as, as, a, as a human being, as a man, that we are made up of spirit, as I mentioned before, the human spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. I'll say that again. Each and every person, all of us, we all have a spirit, a human spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. Genesis 1, 26 and 27 says this, it says, and God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness. So God created man in his image. In the image of God, he created him. 
And in John 4, 24, it says, God said, so Jesus said that God is a spirit. Therefore, man is a spirit because God has been created. So man is a spirit because he, you and I, as, as a, man, a man, have been created in the likeness and in the image of God. So we are a spirit, as I said, we have a soul and we live in a body. Okay. First Thessalonians 5.23 says, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. It says, May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, when each of us one day is going to come, every one of us is going to pass away. Our bodies will physically die. But when our bodies die, it's our spirit that lives on. And it's the spirit part of us that is eternal. Your spirit doesn't die. And as I said before, each and every one of us, the real us is our spirit. And your human spirit, as I said before, is your conscience. As I said, it's the part of you that decides what is right or what is wrong, or you feel guilty, or which you feel justified about certain things. That's how your human spirit operates. And as we know, everyone's human spirit, their, their, their original human spirit, everyone's spirit works differently. And it's influenced by what they've been exposed to, um, what they believe, etc. And this is why you can come across people who can do callous acts. They can kill people, they can do all types of things and there's no guilt whatsoever within them because as far as they're concerned in their conscience they were justified in doing so so every person's original uh, human spirit is different but as I said before when you become saved the Holy Spirit comes upon your, your, your spirit and then begins to influence you as to how you, how you operate and how you live and as a result your outlook changes because you are now becoming conditioned to live the way that God wants you to live. But see, with this, daily you have inner battles because the Holy Spirit and your human spirit at times, they are, they are competing with one another for rulership of your life. However, the more that we learn to obey the Holy Spirit when he leads us, the more control that the Holy Spirit will have daily and you will live as you will be refreshed as a result of it. So let's look at what it says about the inner man. I'm going to go into the second Corinthians chapter four, four, verse 16. It says, but through, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. There's an inward man that we have, as we know, which is the spirit of God in us. And there is an outward man, which is our body, which we know. The outward man is not the real you. So what we see on the outside it may appear because that's what we see. It's not the real us, but it's our spirit in us that is the real person. The outward man is just our body. It's a shell that we have. But the inward person, your spirit, that is the real you. And the inward man doesn't grow old. There's no issue of age in terms of your, your, your spirit. And your spirit as you surrender it to God is renewed day by day. Which is why in Romans 8 it says, as many as are led by the spirit, they are the sons of God being led by the spirit you are affirming 
and showing God that you are a son of God. Now, there's an example in the Bible of uh, a gentleman named, uh, named Nicodemus. Now, this is where it's, it's, in, it's important to understand the difference between when you operate through your own spirit and when the Holy Spirit comes upon you as a child of God and then your human spirit changes. Nicodemus was asking, approached Jesus and asked him about being, being born again, being saved and what it means. And the question that he asked him demonstrated that he just spoke from his own natural conscience as opposed to being led by the Holy Spirit. So he asked Jesus, he said, how do I become born again? What does it mean? How was it I become born again? And Jesus said to him that except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So Nicodemus, again, through his natural spirit, heard, heard what Jesus said about unless someone is born again, that they can't be, uh, see the kingdom of God. And he responded by saying, how can a man be born when he's old? How can he enter the, the womb a second time? Now, we know Jesus wasn't talking about physical birth. He was talking about being born of the spirit. Because when you become born again, that expression, being a born again Christian, means that your spirit is renewed, is born again. And he said in, in verse 6 of, of um, uh, John chapter 3, he said, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So again, he's talking about a spiritual birth. Not a, not a, a natural birth. So here we're looking at the inward man, that God is changing. God is doing a work within us. And as I'm saying this, I'm saying this to you, that God will do a work in, in, your, in your inward man, that you would allow your human spirit to be totally surrendered to the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit will influence all that is happening within you. First Peter three four says, "But let it be the let it be the hidden man of the heart, in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God, a great price." I'll say that again. But let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God, a great price. See, in many places where the Bible speaks of the heart, it's speaking of the spirit. Because as I said before, your spirit is the real you. And at times when we're going through scripture, when you're reading scripture in your own time, when you see the word um, heart, Replace it with the word spirit and it will give you a clearer picture of what the Bible is trying to say to you. The second Corinthians 5 17 said, therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. All things become new. Again, this scripture is talking about the inward spirit, the Holy Spirit being a new creature. It's not talking about the outward man, but inside of you, 
you become a new creature when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and begins to influence your human spirit. So one thing about this word is that God wants you, you and I, to be spirit conscious more often. He wants us to be aware of the things of the spirit. And the reason why I'm saying this thing wants us to be more spirit conscious is because we live in a physical world. We live in a world where we see things and we do. We hear things. Our senses are the things that influence us more. But God, as we read his word, wants us to be so much more spirit conscious. So as we live our lives, we are living our lives as led by the Holy Spirit. The scripture I read before, I read it again. It says, I pray your whole body and your soul, I pray your whole spirit, soul and body be preserved blameless. This scripture, Paul read this scripture, the Apostle Paul, and he started with saying that your whole spirit, soul and body be preserved blameless. He started by your spirit, by saying your spirit. Because he knows that it's your spirit that is the real you. That is the part of you that, 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 is, that is eternal. And that's the part of you that should govern everything that happens in your life. And this is the start of being spirit conscious. We need to get out of the habit of doing things based out of our emotions, out of our feelings. And it's very easy to do that. It's very easy to be led by how we feel. It's very easy to be led by what we hear what people say but God is saying that as we allow the Holy Spirit to speak through us and as we incline our ear to hear the thing that he is saying that he will lead us the Holy Spirit will lead us what we are doing you know I mentioned I made reference to our soul before let me just quickly explain this in Hebrews 4 12 it says for the word of God is quick and powerful sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit so the word of god is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing of soul and spirit your soul and your spirit at times people say them as though they're the same but they're not the same they're different your spirit, as I said to you before, is your conscience. It's the part of you that knows right from wrong. Your soul, on the other hand, is your unique character. It's your emotion, it's your intellect. It's the part of you that, that um, again, makes, makes you unique. It's, you know, you have a preference for certain things. You may like this or you may not like that. That's part of your soul. But your conscience is the part of you that talks about right from wrong, etc. And how to separate the two is the word of God and that's what the scripture said in, in, in Hebrews 4.12 that it's the word of God that divides the soul and the spirit and the more that we read God's word we understand what God is saying through his word that's when you can know the difference between your soul and your, and your spirit and you can be led by the Holy Spirit in what you are doing because only the word of God can divide the soul and the spirit time is coming to an end soon so i want to mention a few things before we pray
you know, it's absolutely important to ensure that we are led by the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians 2, 10 to 12 says this, said the spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. So for who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given to us. So the Spirit searches even the deep things of God. The Holy Spirit is the one that searches the things of God. It says, for who among men knows the thoughts of God? None of us can know God's thoughts unless the Holy Spirit speaks to us. And as we spend time in prayer, hearing what the Holy Spirit is saying, we can understand and we can hear what God is saying to us. He said, we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given to us. And I'm saying this to say this, that through the Holy Spirit, he revealed to us and show us and help us to understand the things that God has given to us and what God is saying to us. So very quickly, here's some tips on how to be led by the Holy Spirit on a day-to-day basis. Number one, spend time in God's presence. Spend time speaking to God. You know, this is one thing that you cannot, well, I mean, generally speaking, you shouldn't cut corners on anything anyway. But when it comes to spending time with God and really growing in your relationship with God, you have to take the time out. Put time aside and spend time. There are different ways you can spend time in his presence. You can spend time just praying and speaking to him. You can spend time, you can play worship music and listen, you can read his word, but you're giving time to allow the Lord to speak to you and for you to speak to him and to allow um, his presence to be with you in whatever context that, 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 that's in. It could be at home, you could be outside, it doesn't matter where it is, but you are deliberately giving time. But that's important, spend time in God's presence. Number two, listen to the gentle promptings of the Holy Spirit before acting. You know, as I said before, the Holy Spirit speaks to us through our conscience. That is the, one of the main ways the Holy Spirit speaks to us. He speaks to us in many other ways, but one of the main ways that he speaks to us is through your conscience. Sometimes you want to do something and you feel something, a check within you. And at the time that's the Holy Spirit saying to you that, no, you shouldn't do that. Or sometimes you are, 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 are going to do something or you, you, you have a decision that you want to make and you're led in one way, the Holy Spirit again is prompting you to say, maybe you should do something else. Or you're unsure about something initially in your mind, but then you see, keep seeing the picture revealing to you about a certain thing. And that's God giving you the answer about something. So listen to his gentle promptings before acting. Always listen. Holy Spirit speaks to us gently. Very rarely over a scripture you hear the Holy Spirit being, you know, uh, overtly loud or um, just being in a way, um, can I even explain it? Where the Holy Spirit will, 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 will communicate to us in a way that's very audible, so to speak. The Holy Spirit is audible, but he's gentle. And the key is making sure that we listen 
that we will quietly listen to his leading so that we don't miss what he's saying to us. Number three, obey what you receive quickly. Otherwise, you will legitimately dismiss it. When you hear the Holy Spirit speaking to you about something, obey it quickly. Because as human beings, we tend to have an idea about something and then we rationalize it. We, 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 we put it in a, in a certain category. And then before we know it now, we've spoken ourselves out of that situation because we've decided that, no, we can't do this, we can't do that, or we can, or whatever it is. But when you know the Holy Spirit has spoken to you, whatever you received, obey quickly. Because the end result, you will see that you'll be blessed by it. And before, always ask the Holy Spirit to help you and listen for an answer. I encourage you, whatever you're doing, in every situation that you're in, ask the Holy Spirit to help you and listen for an answer. He could speak to you through his word. He could speak to you through a friend, giving you a call and showing you something through a message that you receive. It could even be through a feeling that you receive. But listen to the Holy Spirit. And if you're not sure if the Holy Spirit has spoken to you about something, speak to other believers. Mention things to them about how you feel, what, what you sense. Because the Bible says that uh, iron sharpens iron. So if you speak to somebody else about something that you're not sure about, if the Holy Spirit has spoken to you, speak to them and, and get their counsel on it. And you will see that whatever you've received will be measured in, in accordance with what the Holy Spirit is saying. And number five, before I close, is that the Holy Spirit will always speak to you in a way that you understand. The Holy Spirit is not someone who is going to come and speak to you in a different language and you can't understand what he's saying the holy spirit wants you to understand when he speaks and he will always speak to you in a way that you understand and i want to encourage you to develop that understanding that you have of how the holy spirit speaks to you some of us you may, he may speak to you in dreams you may dream and the holy spirit may reveal things to you but others it may be that he may speak to you i don't know through a certain feeling that you receive but make a note of how he speaks to you make a note of it so that when he does speak to you, that you know that this is the Holy Spirit speaking to you and you can obey the things that he's showing you to do. I mean, because of time, I'm going to uh, close here. But I want to pray for all of us with regards to being led by the Holy Spirit. It is so important that we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. At the time that we are living in right now, there are so many things that are taking place with this whole coronavirus situation. The world is changing around us. There'll be, there'll, there are going to be decisions that... You, you are going to have to make which are unique to you and I encourage you to not make any decision based on or just based on information just based on on, on what someone says to you or just based on on on, on hearsay or whatever it may be but I want to encourage you whatever you are doing whatever decision that you are making take time out to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying listen to what he's saying to you get into his word pray speak to him be totally frank with him say lord at this at this decision that I've, I'm, I'm confronted with to be honest lord i don't i don't even know what to do can you show me what it is that you want me to do and as you ask him listen to what he's saying to you you may listen and you think lord i don't even know what you're saying i can't hear what you're saying then find somebody that you know you can speak to that's also a believer and speak to them about it and I assure you, the Holy Spirit will speak through, through them and give you the answer. But the point I'm making here is that be deliberate to involve the Holy Spirit in everything that you 
are doing. As I said, there are decisions that, that are going to be made that will need to be made by each and every one of us going forward that will change our lives completely. And as a wise man and as a wise woman, it's for you to ensure that before you even attempt to make those decisions, that you involve the Lord in what you are doing. Now, it's not, it's no one forcing anyone to do that. But as a child of God, if you believe in God and you want to involve God in your life, then that will be automatic for you to do. And I encourage you to ensure that you do so. So let me just pray with you right now. Father, you've heard the hearts of your people as I pray, as I've shared this morning. And I bring all of them before you. I pray, Heavenly Father God, that Lord, that you will help us to hear how you are speaking to us in our lives. I bring every single person before you and every decision, every situation, every circumstance. Lord, we are asking and we are praying that, Lord, that you will help us to be led by you. Lord, we know that, Lord, that we can put you to one side and we can make our own decisions. We can put you to one side and we can decide things that we want to do that we think looks okay, but your word makes it very clear that there is a way that seems correct, that seems right to a man but its end leads to death. I decree that no decision that any of us will make that will, will lead to death. But every decision that we make will be led by you and that will lead to life. It will lead to favor. It will lead to blessing and prosperity. It will lead to increase, be it financially, be it emotionally, whatever situation, I pray that you will bless and you will favor every decision that your children make as we are led by you. So, Father, I commit every person before you. Help us, O oh God, and also forgive us where we have not uh, 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 brought decisions before you, where we have made decisions in our own way, we haven't consulted you. Father, forgive us. We pray for this moment onwards that as we involve you in what we're doing, that you will lead us and direct us by your Holy Spirit. So we give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name.